Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday. It is October 11th. Hard to believe this month is almost halfway over. Hey, yesterday we ended up uh, with some green ink. Uh, glad to see. And it looks like this morning we could even have some more. Uh, we'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few seconds. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there are a lot of things that you and I, we just can't control. But we can control the amount of risk you have in your portfolio. A couple of things, though. You need to know what that risk is and how much risk you have in your current portfolio. And then you need to know how much risk you should have in your portfolio based on your current circumstances and based on how far you out to retirement. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis. And with that, we've got Dave next. Highlands Light FM. Morning, all. Glad you're here today. We're at 841 now, 19 before 9. Every morning about this time, we check in and see what's going on on Wall Street. And sometimes the news is just flat out weird. Sometimes it's actually pretty good this morning. Well, the uh, news isn't all that good. The market is happy, and that's always good news, too. Let's check in and see what's going on from the perspective of Philip Statler from Statler from uh, Statler Financial Services. Uh, Philip, how you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing okay, Dave. It is, uh, you know, it's it's Wednesday. It's um, Yesterday was a little bit of a surprise. We actually ended up kind of up yesterday, and so that was, yeah. that was good news. Good news. Yeah, that's, that's uh, three days in a row, I think, or two days in a row so far. We're heading for a third, 135 points up on the Dow yesterday. Standard & Poor's was up 22.5. NASDAQ up by 79. I have to say I was a little surprised with the world events going on. Uh, as to, uh, you know, Israel had Exxon shut down one of the big offshore uh, drilling platforms and whatnot. Even the price of oil has declined from yesterday. I mean, nothing's going the way conventional wisdom says it should go. Yeah, I, I was surprised. I woke up this morning with um, headlines of, you know, Israel mass bombing uh, somewhere over in Gaza. And so I, I was I was really shocked when I saw that we were in the green this morning. I would thought that yeah. all this upheaval and geopolitical stuff would have had us going the other direction. It generally does. If you follow conventional wisdom, the other uh, side, side story on the uh, Hamas-Israeli war is uh, that they're massing troops at the Gaza border for the anticipated ground invasion, which you know is going to be bloody. Uh, take the politics out of it, just simple facts as to what it is. It's going to be a really, really bloody invasion. And the stock market is saying, oh, fine, happy days are here again. I, I, I don't understand it all the time. And we got another uh, head scratcher going on from the uh, government data dump this morning to go along with it. I would expect this to be a market tank trigger just on the grounds that, well, it's not good news. We got wholesale inflation in this morning, the producer price index, the headline number, the 12 month number for producer for the producer price inflation. 2.2% annualized. They were only expecting 1.6%, so it's worse than they expected. And then they revised last month's figure up from 1.6 to 2%. That Normally you'd expect an unpleasant surprise like that to result in a, uh, well, maybe not a tanking of the indexes, but at the very least you'd expect the bloom to come off the rose awful fast, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. I mean, I, I would think so. Now, maybe when the, when they start reading the uh, 
you know, the Federal Reserve minutes the uh, this afternoon, that may change. But right now, the futures <laughs> are at least somewhat green. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that happily. Yeah, the big other mover for the day is the uh, Federal Open Market Committee meetings, minutes from the last meeting they had. And if uh, somebody in there is heard to say, yo, yeah, if the producer price index goes up, we're going to really whack them good, then you can probably see a major change. But uh, those two things put together, i got to believe that with a disappointing wholesale inflation figure, that those minutes at 2 this afternoon are going to carry even more weight than they usually do, wouldn't you? I would think so, based on, you know, the numbers that we've seen so far, you know, this week and last week, I would think that this, the minutes would, would have some impact. Yeah, it could be. I, they, the only thing I can think of is prompting no, you know, cartoonishly big reaction from the futures this morning is that employment report that we got last week that had that top line number that shocked the pants off of all of us because it was way over expectations. And then when you dug down, it was heavily part-time jobs added, which really made it uh, an indication of a slowing employment market instead of an over-hot employment market. It's possible that the uh, the investors and the equities are kind of putting that together and saying, oh, okay, fine, the big picture is showing the economy doing what the Federal Reserve wants it to do. And that's, that's the closest explanation I can come up with for why we're not reacting the way conventional wisdom says we would be normally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> and then tomorrow morning we get the consumer price index, which if it overachieves, well, we may end up finding ourselves looking at a reaction. But right now the markets are looking reasonably decent. We got a bit of a pause in the earnings season start. Pepsi broke the mold yesterday by being our first big one. And, boy, they had a pretty good day yesterday. They were up 2% in the afternoon trading after they beat estimates. If that's an indicator of the thing to come, we can at least be a little optimistic, can't we? Well, yeah, I think so. You know, obviously there's a lot more reporting to happen uh, before we get to the end of this quarter. Uh, but but there's some uh, upgrades and downgrades that have come through. But this uh, there's a couple that, that I want to just throw out there because they're 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 companies that I kind of have followed over time. Uh, one of them is Plug Power. You know, they are a uh, battery stock. Um, they are. Um, basically, they didn't report anything yet, but they came out with uh, a regulatory filing, and that's what picked this up, um, that they expect a sharp rise in revenue by 2027. Um, you know, they're a relatively small company, but they expect their revenue to jump to like $6 billion by 2027. Must um, be talking about EV batteries, aren't we? Well, they, they are. They, they use hydrogen, too. Um, they, they do mm. some hydrogen stuff. Uh, but they're up almost nine and a half percent this morning. Wow! Yeah, I, so I, they, I know that I know hydrogen cell, you know, powered cars are supposedly, you know, the alternative. Folks are pushing to traditional EV cars because it's another alternative that's uh, that's emission free, but it'll do it. I, evidently, that's somebody's got to get venturous with them. Well, I, I, I just know that this now, now. Granted, they're still trading relatively low. This stock <laughs> got up into the. Uh, I think it was last year into the mid twenties. It's trading at seven dollars and seventy nine cent right now, so it's still a relatively cheap stock. It, it has had its day and time, uh, but but it obviously gave back a lot over the last year or two. Uh, the other one I want to mention because this one kind of shocked me is Davida. Now Davida is a dialysis provider uh, for mm -hmm. folks, and they are tanking this morning. 
um, down 16 and a quarter percent right now because a company called Novo Nordisk, uh, a pharmaceutical company who has the Ozempic uh, yep. drug, uh, they have come out and it sh- has shown a a big effectiveness in kidney disease. And so that study um, has tanked a dialysis provider. I mean, I'm not so sure how fast that can really, you know, take effect, but it just shows you that uh, how much news can, uh, can affect a, a stock price like down almost 17% this morning. Wow. It, it, let me clarify that. You said that they, there's some indications Ozempic fixes kidney disease too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's cachet drug. I mean, it's popular as crud, and uh, they're having trouble manufacturing enough to make it run. Uh, obviously, if you're a dialysis provider, that's not good news. But, you know, that, that borders on the earth-shaking for diabetics, because not only can it help you lose weight, fix your A1C, one of the side effects to diabetes is generally, but you know, an accelerating form of kidney failure. So, yep. Yep. Wow. so I thought that was kind of interesting, but, uh, you know, just a little tidbit to throw out there. And uh, I, I don't really have much else tomorrow. Uh, we won't have much tomorrow either, other than Delta will report before the market opens tomorrow. So that'll give us a little something with the airlines. And you and Doug will have the uh, flood of financials, I know, on Friday, because that's when all the big banks start dumping their data on us, don't they? Yep, it will be. Got to make notes. We were talking about this before we went on the air. Uh, We've been bemoaning the interest rates and the yields on federal bonds. Uh, This is the first time in maybe months uh, that everything over the two-year term is yielding under 5% for the moment. You can still get 5.3-something percent on a three-month Treasury note, but everything is falling, at least as far as the trend is concerned. Two, five, ten, thirty-year Treasury notes, they're all well under 5%. That's kind of one of those good news, bad news things, but one of the things that we're talking about that's on the bad side of the fence is uh, yields going down indicates that a lot of big investors are flying to safety and accepting lower yields and pulling money out of equities. But the other side of the thing is that one of my tip sheets was saying that higher yields on bonds may very well be one of the factors the Fed would look at to not increase interest rates. So as soon as that headline comes out, what happens? We start getting the yields all under 5% again. We can't buy a break, can we? No, it's a little tough, but I will tell you, you know, the two-year, when you and I first looked at it, was well, I won't say well below, but in bond terms, it was well below uh, the 5%, but they're only a, a, a tenth of a percent, actually a, a, a hundredth of a percent away right now at 4.99. So they have, uh, that yield has gone up. Yeah, I'm showing 4.991 at the moment. When I say under five, I don't mean by very darn much, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much green day yesterday. How we do in 45 minutes before the market opens, Philip? Dave, we still got green ink on the indexes as a whole. The um, Dow Jones 30 is up almost three tenths of a percent, as well as the S&P 500 up almost three uh, three tenths of a percent. Nasdaq 100, the big winner right now, up four tenths of a percent. Small cap just just moved into green territory, up almost a tenth of a percent. On the other side of the coin, silver up a big jump this morning, up 1.1% to $22.19 an ounce. Uh, gold's up almost six-tenths of a percent, still well under 1900 at $1,885 an ounce. Crude oil 
heading down today, down eight tenths right now at $85.26 a barrel. One more of those bang head against the wall numbers after seeing some of the oil derricks shut down in the Middle East. That should be going up, but it's going down. Nothing makes sense this morning, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it, but I'm, I'm happy. Don't get me wrong when oil goes down. Uh, Asian rim market generally saw our performance yesterday and said, oh, okay, that's cool. They were evenly up, not monstrously, but up at the close at 6 a.m. Europe midway through their trading day is a little bit more tentative than Asia was, but everything is in green ink this morning with the exception of France, and they're pretty close to the zero mark. So got a little optimism worldwide as well going on. Getting a retirement plan together is important. Adjusting that retirement plan for the changes in the market, that takes some updates on a regular basis from a trained professional. How do I find you to get those updates on my plan, Philip? Dave, you know, the ups and downs we've seen just indicate the risk that we have in our portfolio. And the risk can be detrimental. And that's why we developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement analysis and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And you and me back again here tomorrow morning at the same time. Philip, thank you so much and have a good day. All right. You have a great day too, Dave. Take care, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. You can hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Hope you'll join us again tomorrow. Share this video with others. Talk to you again tomorrow morning. Take care.